Hi, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Coffee in Foils podcast. I'm your host, Simone, and I'm so happy you're here. Before I introduce our guest, I want to tell you a little bit about the concept behind this podcast. As stylists, we don't often get to hear the client's perspective, and clients don't often get to hear the honest truth about what stylists think and feel about specific situations. On the Coffee and Foils podcast, I will be interviewing people who live life on the other side of the chair so that we can share our experiences and hopefully learn from each other and strengthen that stylist-client bond. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest on today's episode. Jackie is an intelligent, kind, and knowledgeable midwife who has personally taught me so much about women's health and is here to talk about an experience when she said she loved her hair but didn't. So let's dive into what Jackie has to say about the situation that happens all too often behind the chair. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. So uh, today I wanted to talk to you about the situation that you had. I believe it was over the summer when you mm-hmm. texted me like in a panic because you had just gotten your hair done and you didn't love it, and you didn't know how to address it. So if you could Mm -hmm. retell the story as you remember it, and I'll chime in if there's any details that I remember, and we'll kind of talk about the advice I gave you and how to handle something like that in the future, stuff like that. Okay, great. So I remember I had my hair done um, by someone new, and I loved my previous stylist, and she always got the, the tone that I liked, and the placement, and her technique was great, and they moved, and so it was becoming really difficult to see her, so I picked someone closer to my home, and, you know, I let her know that one of my, my previous stylists, like, I'm still in touch with, um, I adore her. And so I felt like maybe the pressure was on because like she knew, but she's a very talented person. She's accomplished. Like I sought her out for a reason. And um, I am naturally a brunette. I have medium brown hair, um, but I really prefer to be blonde, um, namely because I have these lovely little gray hairs that come in and I prefer to be blonde and I have more fun when I'm blonde. And so it just brightens my whole face and eyes and energy. And so I like it. So anyway, um, I spent a long while with her and it was the summer and I like to be brighter in the summer as I feel like many people do. Um, but I remember wanting to be particularly blonder and brighter. And she did my hair. She spent a lot of time with me. And, you know, but we also wanted to make it low maintenance. Um, And the end result was that it felt way too dark. And I felt like I sat in her chair for hours and my hair was not that much different than my natural hair. Um, and I was very disappointed. And it was really expensive. I have a ton of hair. It's not just long. I mean, it's a little long, but it's very thick. <laughs> yeah. So 
everybody who's ever touched my head is like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, you have yeah, yeah. Everybody who touches my hair is like, oh, <laughs> you're one of those. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you know, so um, I was really disappointed because I I wanted something different than what I got. Um, and I didn't know what to do about that. So I am kind of a people pleaser. I know how much goes into her craft and I know the dedication she has to her profession. And I didn't want to disappoint my stylist, even though it was something, a service that I was paying for and it was my head. I didn't want to disappoint her. <laughs> so right. I sat there and complimented it and then came home and was like, what is this? I'm like, help. <laughs> um, and you texted me. And then I texted you and was like, yeah. please, what do you think of this? Yeah. And so that's what happened. So I remember from that conversation, I was trying to figure out like, what was it that you weren't happy with, right? Because you were kind of like, yes. how do I address this? How does this get fixed? I just want to be blonde. And I was like, well, I can't tell you what to say if I don't know what yes. the problem is, right? Yeah. So a little bit of back and forth. And I, I believe that was the issue is that it was like too dark at the top or something. Like it didn't feel yes. bright and fresh enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we went back and forth a little bit, I was like, okay, here's the verbiage. This is what you're going to say. You're going to call her up. You're going to say that something wasn't right. You're going to ask for this and this and this. And it was something like a shadow root or a smudge root or something that was making you feel too dark, right? So I was mm-hmm. thinking that if she removed some of that, put in a few highlights, you'd feel great. It shouldn't be a problem. She should want to make you happy, right? And yes. then, so then the conversation I remember from there was you saying like, are you sure? Is she going to be mad? Kind of going back and forth. And Mm -hmm. eventually I turned around to you and I was like, well, it's not like you sat in her chair and you told her you loved it. And now you're turning around telling her you hate it. And you were like, um, I kind (laughs) of did tell her I loved it. (laughs) So that (laughs) that is the basis for why I wanted to have this conversation today because I don't know I mean in my chair like especially especially since COVID and the masks and everything sometimes new people are Mm. hard to read right because yeah they're not good at showing expression in their eyes like I'm just like okay bye see you in a few months I just like hope I see them again one day um (laughs) but like I don't know I think for me, the times that I'm most surprised that someone isn't happy is when they tell me how much they love it and then mm-hmm. I never see them again or yeah. they come back and tell me that something wasn't right. And that's when it starts feeling like a lot of stylists would be like, oh, that client is crazy because they sat there and told them they loved yeah. it and then they're coming back and being like, it's the worst hair I've ever had in my life. So. <laughs> The real thing that I kind of want to talk about isn't the facts that you're unhappy, but it's the fact that as a people pleaser, I understand that because I, I have to be mm-hmm. in this industry, but why like go out of your way 
to say how much yeah. you loved it if you knew sitting in the chair that something wasn't right. So I kind of want to like yeah. get to the bottom of this. This is like a little psychology. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I love it. I'm here for it. I, you know, I think it goes into knowing how much this person has dedicated their time and their life to this profession. And, you know, I think that there was a very antiquated way of how people looked at hairdressers, hairstylists, right? Like this kind of like, well, you know, maybe you didn't go to school, so you didn't have this and that. And like, honestly, it's simply not true. Like I look at people who do hair for a living and to me, it just looks like chemistry, right? Like, I'm like, no, like you, right. I always say, you know, it's so amazing how people, hairstylists can like put color on your hair. And then when it's wet, look inside the foil and say like, oh yeah, this is lifting just how I want it. And I'm like, <laughs> what can you see you wizard? Like we're all mad scientists. <laughs> right? like, like, I'm like, I can't see the color until you blow dry it. Like I, like, I don't know what like what people see but like it's this other way of using your brain and it takes time and skill to develop that and like you know it's not like people can just pick up a color brush and just go crazy on someone's head like that's not a thing you know and I know that you're licensed you know and it's like well you've dedicated so much time you must know what you're doing. You must know better than me because I don't have any sort of clue. Um, you know, and so I think it's that fear of disappointment, you know, for the other person's profession. And then like, you don't want them to take it personally. And you're like, oh my God, what if she thinks she sucks? Like, what if I like ruined her day? And like, also I'm spending such a large portion of their day with them, right? Like, so for my hair, it takes me a minimum of three hours to foil and to, and to tone and to wash and the whole thing. And it's a long process. And like, if you're working an eight or 10 hour day, like that's a considerable chunk of your time, yeah. you know? So and then to feel like, like you, yeah. <laughs> for you yeah. to turn around and be like, you just spent all this time and uh, it's not great. So right. that's it. <laughs> Terrible. Like right. I would feel so bad if like I don't know. Like I just was like, oh my God, I don't want to do that to her. And then she's so nice yeah. and so pleasant to talk to. And like, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, I wanna thank you for having respect for the industry and yeah, how hard most of us have had to work to get here. And I am realizing over some conversations about this type of topic is mm. that a lot of it is respect for like the artistry behind it and also totally. a fear of seeming mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because you don't want to feel ungrateful, I think, is that other right. piece. Like you don't want to seem like I'm this gigantic jerk that's ungrateful for all the work you're doing. Right. And then on the other hand, it's your head and it's your money right. and it's your time, right? Because you didn't have mm -hmm. to be there. And as stylists, like we usually 
have to be there, right? Right. So, and then that's the other perspective. And that's like why I love having this conversation because there is my perspective as someone who would be behind the chair and performing the service. Mm -hmm. And there is your perspective of the person who's going through it and then being like, I love it. And being like, (laughs) I don't love it. So, you know, as someone who is like performing the service, obviously I spend, if it's, especially if it's someone brand new, I spend a lot of the service trying to get to know them and like becoming friends with them and laughing and opening Mm -hmm. up the both of us. Right. Because first they have like a professional voice at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. appointment. And then towards the middle, we kind of break the barriers down a little bit and we start laughing and having fun. Um, So of course there's that, there's all the time that they've spent. And like you said, like the application, the checking, the toning, the shampooing, the blow drying, there's all of that. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the service, if someone says that they love it and then they don't come back, that's heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. And I can't speak for everyone, but the times that someone has been unhappy, I'm not thinking negatively of the person. It is more about me, right? It's like I'm kicking mm-hmm. myself for like, where did I lose the communication? Because in my head, I don't think it's, I think a lot of people, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but I think, <laughs> I think there definitely are stylists who are going to straight up blame the client because they're like, no, I'm great. I nailed that. I don't know what's wrong with that person. But for me, <laughs> I'm always saying, what did I miss? Was my consultation not thorough enough? Why did we have the miscommunication? Maybe I should have shown more pictures. What could I have done? Or if the client can't explain what it is that they don't like, then I start going crazy because I'm a problem solver. So I'm like, I need to fix it, but I can't fix it if you can't tell me what I need to fix, right? Right. So from my perspective, like I do want to be told, even though it hurts. Mm. Because I'd rather the chance to fix it Mm -hmm. than not know why that person like never came back. And you had said before, right before we started this, that I had said something to you that stood out to you. What was that? Yeah. So you told me that I absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, have to say something. Because if I don't, that she can't do her job to the best of her ability. And then I'm not going to be happy. So it was to my advantage and to her advantage if I said something. Yeah. And I did go back to her for subsequent appointments. And we did work through it together. And she did my hair this week, actually. And it looks beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. at you right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. She, and she nailed it. And she was like, oh, my God, I love this on you. And I said, thank you. I love you know, when I, I want to be brighter and, you know, I love this shade on me. It really, you know, I think it's flattering on me. And I, you know, I didn't have the language, um, to tell you that, you know, because you know what I need in terms of the maintenance, right. Cause I don't want to be in your chair every four weeks. Not that like, I don't enjoy being with her, but that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and, a lot of time. <laughs> and a lot of time that I don't have, <laughs> Um, but you know, I go every three months, so, you know, it's like definitely the best of both worlds and we were able to work through it together and now it's much for the better that I'm, I stuck it out with her. Yeah. 
and like you know you're you're yourself and someone else is who they are right and some mm-hmm. people who experience that especially when it's a stylist for the first time if they weren't happy even if they know that it's on them right as the client like i was unhappy i didn't say something right. a lot of people would be too embarrassed to ever say something that they would never go back yeah and there i am on the opposite side of it going i wonder what happened to that client jackie <laughs> we really hit it off yeah but her hair looks great I took all those photos for Instagram. I tagged her, (laughs) you know, and then, um, and then just to never see them again. There's a lot of thoughts that go through my head. Like, did they, did they move? Um, did they die? (laughs) Did, uh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Well, if they did, they had great hair. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think more sensitive stylists, immediately blame themselves oh it was me they hated me whatever right and so I'm really glad that you gave her another chance um yeah you know I think probably half the time people do but probably half the time people don't and um I actually brought this up to another friend of mine saying like why do you think some people do that who doesn't do hair by the way my friend Mm -hmm. Uh, who doesn't do hair? I said, why do you think some people do that? Like sit there and say, I love it. Or don't say anything about not being happy and then leave. And she actually had a similar response to you of saying that she thinks that if anybody were to sit there at the end of a service and express that they weren't happy, that person is a mean person. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, so what makes them a mean person? Because they are paying for a service essentially. Right. And she's like, it might be a service, but it's also your masterpiece. It's your artwork. And it's expensive to say you spent all this time and I don't like it. Can you fix it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, Oh no, go ahead. No, no, you go. I, you know, it's so funny you say that because even so you're familiar with my hair, right? So I have this nice little cowlick in my front of my, right? (laughs) It's right in front of my head. And you have to blow dry it straight out in front of my hair. You can't blow dry it on the The direction that it goes. You are the direction. So I'm going to explain it as you're using the hand. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Jackie's cowlick. It's not like you're your traditional calic where like you can blow dry it the way you think it needs to be blown out even if you're aware that it exists right um but Jackie who has beautiful hair has been blow drying her hair her whole life and has figured out how to manipulate it yeah which is a certain <laughs> way which is straight so go on straight okay. so, I, so you so the cow like you have to blow dry it like straight out down or in the opposite direction of the hair and then you can flop it over to this direction that it goes and it has this nice little wave and whatnot. Um, and it's so funny that you say that because it is this, it's a stylist mastery. And I feel like a brat when I tell people, this is how you have to blow dry my hair. And some people who have blown me out don't get it. And then they 
blow dry my cowlick in the direction that you think the hair goes and then it does this like funky square thing and it's terrible and all I see is that is right in the front and then I think I've just like spent $80 on this terrible blowout and I'm like I'm so sorry <laughs> it's terrible but again what oh, I say it, that one no. piece. yeah because and that one piece said it Right. You know, and, and maybe half the time because of egos, right? Some stylists would be like, oh my God, I know how to blow hair or they would be thinking it. Right. Like, I don't know anybody who would say yes. that. Um, and some people would be like, oh, thanks for telling me. Right. Um, and and I've I, definitely had both of those responses. I'm sure. And I've had the pleasure of blowing your mane out a few times. And I know that every time I get to the front, I go, Jackie, what is it? What do I have yeah. to do in this front? because it's not a typical cowlick. Like I know how to look like a cowlick. Yours is, it has a, like a complete mind of its own. And I respect you as a person who styles your own hair to let me yeah. know how to manipulate the thing that you live with, right? Yeah. Like you're not coming to get a blowout with me. And by the way, that's not like, that's not like something you do. You don't just like, whatever. That's no that's a story for another day. But like the few times that I've blown you out, like you're not, getting a blowout so they can blow your cowlick out. You're getting a blowout so they can blow your whole head out. It's just one little piece. You're right. not telling me every, every step of the way. Right. It's not offensive at all, but I can see how that could be offensive to some people. So I guess, I guess yeah. if you're sitting in someone's chair and you're not happy with something, you never know how it's going to go. And regardless, that right. becomes a confrontation, right? Right. Even if it's innocent and even if it's um, constructive. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, there has to be an ego, right? Like you don't, it takes a lot of guts to put color on someone's hair and to take a scissor to someone's hair, right? Your hair is just, it's, it's so much more than, you know, it's your appearance. It's how you are perceived by the outside world. And that's yeah. really important. It's pretty powerful. And it's very powerful it's very powerful. So like, it takes guts to do that. And yeah, you know, there must, and I, you know, I have a, a job that takes a lot of guts, but I look at hair and I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. I just I don't have those kind of guts, you know, like, it's so, you know, so like, yeah, I could imagine that there's, ego involved when you say like, oh, this is how to blow this calic out. Or like, I, you know, especially when like, I don't have language for what I mean when I say I want to be brighter, you know, I, I don't, you know, how can I tell someone this is what I want, but I don't actually have language for what I say I want. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, like, that's you know? kind of like how I was saying before that I want to fix the problem, but if you can't tell me what it is, I can't fix it. Right. Yeah. So I guess for you, it's a good thing that you have a friend like me <laughs> that you were able to say, Simone, what do I say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like for me, I think the biggest takeaway from the situation that you were in was that like, it's not, it's not malicious when clients mm. don't tell people that they're unhappy. It's actually quite the opposite, right? Yeah. It, it's like, it's a kindness and it's trying to show respect um, yeah. for the time and the effort that you put in. Uh, but on the flip side, it's like, okay, but it's, um, it's your wallet and it's yeah. your time because I would have been here doing another head if it wasn't yours. So 
I want to make you happy. I want you to leave feeling like you're never going to go to anybody else because I'm just that good. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And I think maybe, I think, you know, something that maybe people can say, you know, when you're a stylist and you're meeting a client for the first time is something to the effect of like, if there is something that you don't love, please let me know because I would love to correct it for you. You know, like an anticipatory kind of, you know, I, although I, you know, I don't know if that will be taken by some as like, does this girl not know what she's doing or does this yeah. guy doesn't know what he's doing? You know, like, yeah. Oh gosh. But like, you know, something to the effect of like communication is really important to me throughout this process. And like, I would love your honest feedback from, you know, because I want to make you happy. You know, maybe that would make people more, people like me a little more <laughs> forthcoming with information. Of, yeah. I like, guess. Oh, she said she wants to know. I should let her know. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, there's, there's gotta be a way I think as stylists, we just need to, make sure the communication is open so that our clients feel really comfortable saying something like that. Um, But it is hard at the end of the service. Like, I feel like that's usually our check-in, like reading the room, like reading the temperature, right? Of like, what do you think? And then someone's like, I love it. You're like, yeah, Yeah. I did it again. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I just think that could be tough too. So yeah. Yeah, I think the, the you know, the, when I had my hair done this past week, you know, she finished and I turned around and saw myself in the mirror and was like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best. <laughs> like that's a genuine you know? reaction. Yeah. 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 And like, she knew it. She was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you love this. You know, and even like she messaged me on Instagram, like I had posted a photo of myself and she posted, like she commented back and DM'd me and was like, by the way, your hair looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, sometimes that's the thing too, is a client leaves the salon and I always joke when I'm, you know, doing my uh, photo shoot at the end of a session, I... I'm always joking, like, I'm so sorry to keep you here for a few minutes, but once you leave, you get to look at this all the time, and this is all I have to remember <laughs> you by until I see when it's incredibly grown out and you're in desperate Yeah. Need. Yes, um, yes. So it's like, I think it's easy to forget as a stylist that, like, that is going to leave the salon, and the wind is going to blow, and their hair is going to move, and they're going to wake up, like, with, like, a top knot on their head, and, like, they're going to see it messy and clean and styled and beautiful and not beautiful, right? Like, they're, it's a living, breathing, like, creation. Yeah. Um, So, we tend to forget that, too. So, or, I don't know, I do. So, it's, like, we can get it all perfect and styled, and you can love it in, in the salon, but sometimes people go home, and they see it in a different light or in the daylight, or all it takes is like one friend commenting like, oh, you went a little more gold in this time. And you're like, what? I don't want gold. So yeah, that sometimes that's all it takes. And, um, you know, that's kind of why I think my conclusion to this whole situation is that regardless of how you say it or when you say it, I think it's important to your stylist to express if something could have been better, even if it's, even if it's, not going back right away and kind of living with it and then 
just at your next appointment, like giving them that second chance and being like, so last time was beautiful, but can we Mm -hmm. change it a little bit? Because I found myself wishing that XYZ was a little different. Yeah. Is that a way to go about it as a people pleaser? Yes. And I think, you know, that's what I had um, ended up doing was living with it for a little bit and then coming back and saying, you know, last last time it was a little bit darker. I want something brighter. You know, can we change this? And it was heard. And I think that it's important. And I think it's important for people to, you know, if there is something that's not as great, maybe give the second chance because you know, it worked out. I mean, it worked out for me, you know, I was, yeah. you know, Especially I gave that chance. Like yeah. emotional connection because that's so much of it too, because you're spending yes. time with that person. So if you connect and it wasn't awful, Correct. <laughs> awful. Right. Like, right. Like my hair was not at all awful. It was not awful. It was, it might no, not have it been was... like exactly what you wanted, but it was right. good enough and you connected. So you went back and you gave her that second chance. Correct. After my pep talk. Right. Yes. Like it was beautiful hair. It just wasn't what I had envisioned. That's, yeah. Which happens because you have this picture in your head and then you have to verbally describe it. And then someone has to translate that through the use of like chemicals Mm -hmm. and the canvas of which is like your hair, right? Right. And then just like hope for the best. So it does happen. Um, So I think this was a productive conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. It's um, important. And uh, do you have any other thoughts on this subject before I ask you just a couple more questions? No, they just, you know, communication and go back because you're not helping anybody um, nor, nor yourself, to be honest, if you just keep quiet and keep to yourself. And you like ghost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of rude. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> never mind Um, (laughs) so two questions that I want to ask every person who comes on this podcast without naming names and I'm putting you on the spot what was your worst salon experience ever (gasps) oh my gosh I have one okay are you ready for this I'm so ready so, and I know exactly what it is because it, like, I literally, it lives with me till this day. I had to get my hair. I didn't have to. I will change what I'm saying. I wanted to get my hair done for this wedding that I was attending and I was pregnant at the time. And the wedding was in Buffalo, New York. And so I'm like, well, it's the city. So there's going to be salons. So I'll make a hair appointment. So I picked this salon. I looked at some reviews and I go, and it was like a reasonable time in the afternoon. I think it was like 11 or 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And I go in and there's nobody there. And so I'm like, oh, this is strange. (laughs) So this girl starts blow drying my hair. She washes me out. She starts blow drying my hair. And her blow dryer explodes. Oh. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so she was like, no. <laughs> I, I was like, I should have just turned around there. So she was like, oh my God, you have to go to this salon. They're going to close. 
um, in a few minutes, but like, I'm going to call, we'll get you over there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. So like, they were like, not going to take me. They were like, well, we're closing. And I was like, but I'm like going to pay you in cash. Like, like, please, I am pregnant and I don't have the energy or the bandwidth for this. Please just, and my hair was very, very, very long at the time. It was like all the way down my back. And so I went and I wanted like nice flowy waves. Um, but what they gave me was, oh my gosh, you know, the, you know, the scene in Beauty and the Beast where they do the beast's hair and he's got like all of these curls and this like bow into, on top. That's what I looked like. I had these like Shirley Temple ringlets. Oh my God. But my, my like my my cowlick my my cowlick that we had mentioned cowlick was ironed flat. Oh my god! And like god. I had these like I looked ridiculous. My <laughs> I was like I didn't even I was like okay well thank you and I had my husband go to Claire's and get like a little clip and I like really like undid a lot of the curls and like clipped my hair up and fixed it it was horrendous do you have any pictures of this I do I and I have a picture against the beauty and the beast picture it's really I'm funny I'm gonna ask you to send me those pictures I will <laughs> it was the um, worst thing and so important question did you sit in the chair and tell them you loved it Absolutely not. No, I did not. There <laughs> <laughs> was no hiding that. I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Like they were very Hi. much like, we need to leave. I was like, it's Saturday. It's in the middle of the afternoon. Like, I don't know what kind of operation we're running here, but like where I'm from. You're like, is this a hair like, salon or? <laughs> this is like prime hair time, guys. Like you are missing out on a gigantic opportunity financially. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. And it was weird. Although hilarious, let's end things on a, a better note. What yeah. is your best experience in a hair salon ever? Now this could be like your end oh. result. This could be like the service in the salon. This could be something mm, my one said to you. My favorite, best memory of myself in a salon, I was very pregnant and came in and adored the person doing my hair. And I had this like really terrible growth, um, like grow out, not growth. <laughs> it's so terrible. I had this, <laughs> 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 this terrible regrowth. <laughs> it's been a long day I'm sorry (laughs) so I had this very terrible regrowth and um she just first of all she's a hair wizard and just brought it brightened everything up up to where I needed to be but also that it was low maintenance so it was like everything that I needed it to be And the service was so clutch and I was so pregnant and I just was so comfortable and happy. And that was like my most favorite time getting my hair done. I love that. And I like how your best and your worst both happened while you were pregnant. (laughs) 
Yeah, they did. That's like volumes <laughs> for pregnancy. Oh man, which it's is so a topic true. for another day. Yeah. Um. So thank you so much uh, for joining <laughs> me and sharing your experience. Um. Hopefully, you don't have any other crazy stories that I would have to have you back on. But no, um, you never know where the world is going to take us. <laughs> so um thank you and I love thank you. you I love you thank you for having me it's been fun it's been awesome If you couldn't tell from the ending of that episode, Jackie is one of my closest friends and I'm so grateful she took the time to be my first ever interview for the Coffee and Foils podcast. You can find Jackie on Instagram at Jackie the Midwife, which I've linked in the episode's description for all things birth and women's health. Thank you again for listening. And if you loved what you heard and want more, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. And as always, follow me for podcast updates at Coffee and Foils Podcast on Instagram and DM me with any questions or ideas you may have. Thank you again and see you next Monday.